Today we're cutting it up. It's episode 33. I'm Kate. I'm Tammy, and this is Knit Together. Hello, Hello. how Hello. are you? I'm tired. We're both tired. <laughs> we're both tired. We're, we're tired podcasters today. Tired mud puppy <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> well, there's nothing like me going, hey, you want to podcast in like an hour? So. Yeah, so if, if this one seems a little bit less organized than um, we usually are, there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we are recording together. We're Yay. recording live, live. together, which is something we don't often get to do. So hopefully you guys will have better sound quality and um, be able to enjoy it. And I bought a new headset microphone for my computer, so hopefully even the future episodes will be much better sound quality. Yeah. You know, even though we're sitting right next to each other, we should pull up our webcam. <laughs> we can oh, webcam chat now. I don't think so. <laughs> I keep Not trying to get her to do that, but she doesn't want to. Not the way I look today. <laughs> so anyway, well, what have you been knitting? I've seen lots of twittering back and forth about a certain sweater that you may or may not have finished already. Yeah, I, I did finish my Hey Teach, the second Hey Teach. That um, I was inspired to do another one by Tabitha and um, Linda, a Lee home. And um, I really cruised right through it. It only took me like two weeks. Um, now and- that's the thing, because with that pattern... I have seen so many people like saying, I knit through, that was partially you. I knit eight rows, I had to tear out eight rows. I knit a little bit, I had to tear back a little bit. I saw some tweets about having to tear it out, and I was like, this sounds really hard no, to me. No, it's not. I, the, the hard thing is that you, it's so easy, you forget that you do sometimes need to read the pattern. Um, and the reason I had to rip back is the, the ribbing um, around the, like under your bust, um, you have to do the decreases before you do that, and oh. I kind of skipped that. And you can't really do it after the fact because right. then your stitch counts off for the starting delay. So that's that's really all I had to rip back, and then um, I think that was it. I think that was it. It really it really does fly by. I, I highly recommend it as a sweater pattern. The issue with it, um, well, before I get to the issue, I also was having trouble finding buttons. Mm-hmm. So I went into Simply Fibers. Um, I guess. Oh, I had I had a day off actually in the middle of the week, which was surprising, and Carol was um, surprised to see me. <laughs> she was like, "This just isn't right. I feel like it's Saturday now." <laughs> and um, I I seriously like laid out every button like on it, and I kept seeing these ones. I'm like, I don't like them. I don't like them. No, because they had like a little sunburst kind of thing in them. I'm like, no, no, no. So I would try everything else. I was just looking for these wooden buttons because they did like that natural cotton mm-hmm. color. And finally, I'm like, okay, you know, none of these are, you know, jumping out at me. We'll try these others. I laid it down, and the sunburst part of it exactly matches the color of the yarn. Wow. I mean, it was, they were made for that sweater. Um, So the issue with the sweater is that um, I deliberately made it a size smaller. So so it doesn't exactly fit me just right yet. So it's going (laughs) to be a little while before I'm wearing it. But um, I think I could probably wear it just, you know, open, yeah. you know, but if, if I button it, then it, it gaps a little bit. So um, anyway, so that's kind of the good news, bad news about the, <laughs> the Hey Teach. But I do highly recommend the pattern. Cool. So. And so have you taken pictures of the button check? Not I yet. I see these buttons. Not yet. You should have brought it with you. I know. I didn't even think about it. Actually, is it in my, no, it's not my bag. Darn it. So, well, I mean, the other issue, too, I haven't washed it. 
Um, since and like I cheated, I did not block the pieces before I seamed oh. it. So, but when I did my swatch, it grew afterwards, which is why I went down the needle size as well. So, mm -hmm. it may actually be really close to okay once I wash it. So, since it's it's cotton and it'll kind of stretch out. Yeah, a little and you bit, can so. you know, and even anyway. if you get, starts to get too big on you, you can always throw it in the dryer too, and that might. That's what I do with up. my other one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know that like I, can't I have get the exact right size, but I don't. I really don't want it to fit me now. I want to fit the sweater the way it is. Yeah, there you go. That's a good idea. So, what else have you been working on? Um, I started another um, clapotie. Oh, I've been thinking about that too. Which I've started and ripped back and started and ripped back and started <laughs> and ripped back, and I was just like, "Holy cow!" You know, it's hard to get started on it, isn't it? <laughs> but it was just—it was motivation. I kind of had this starditis fit, and <laughs> um, so I was—I was, I was um, wanting to do it. And perfect yarn, Nama Nama. Um, was it? It's not toasty. Is it toasty? Maybe it is toasty. Uh, no, it's the usual. Nama Nama the usual. Um, in Meet and Three. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, Alan, the dyer of Nama Nama, made a clap of tea in it. And I was just like, okay, sorry, I'm copying you exactly <laughs> because it's so stinking gorgeous. But I'm not doing, I only had the one skein, so like 400 yards, so I'm doing the narrower scarf version. Yeah, which um, I like. Yeah. I love so mine. And I, I think it's going to be good. And and finally, I got, I mean, the thing was, I, I was working on the sweater, and so I set it aside, and I came back to it, and I'm like, where am I? And, you know, I was totally lost, so I ripped it back, and I started over. Well, that was the second time I started over because I was working on socks the first time when I started it and where you're supposed to knit through the back loop. I was knitting front and back because I was used to being increasing for the toe. Oh, right. <laughs> and so I totally, I'm like, this looks really strange. <laughs> so, you know, third time was charm. So I, I'm making good progress on that now, although it's going to be uh, just a here and there kind of thing. You know, nice I think it's, it's, it's going to be like where if I pick it up, I'm going to do like the 12 rows of a, of a repeat. Yeah. And then set it down and then go do something else. Yeah. And, you know, so. Maybe you'll have it ready right in time for the cooler weather or something. It's Maybe. not like you need it right away. Maybe. And it's nice fall colors. So. Yeah. Anyway. And then um, I think I'm going to rip out my unhold socks. Yeah. Because, um, again, I just, I kind of lost my um, mojo on them. But also, they were coming out a little bit big. And I was thinking about making them for um, a Christmas gift. And. Then I decided I just the yarn I picked for them wasn't really showing off the pattern, and I'm like, you know what? I just need to, you know, cut my losses and start something else. So, and the yeah. problem I, I know this: anytime I make a windy pattern, I've got to use zeros, and really? I typically knit myself some one and a half, mm -hmm. so the 2.5 millimeter. So, yeah, I have to take it down to a zero to make it work. She must be a loose knitter then, I guess, or <sighs> um, tight knitter tight, maybe. That's yeah. it. And then I swatched last night at Knit Together um, for the February Lady Sweater, which I am going to make in Dream and Color, um, Smushy, I think I have it with me actually, um, yes, Flame Smushy, or is that Classy? Oh, Classy, sorry. Yeah, I was like, Smushy, are you uh, nuts? Yeah. That's pretty. I am, I am nuts, but. Yeah, yeah she is nuts. But yeah, it's oh, beautiful yeah. orangey. You know, golden fall colored. You How know. pretty is that? Might be nice to wear at Rhinebeck. <laughs> is this one of those things where you have to um, use a ball from, like, knit a little bit from one ball and then knit from the other ball to keep it from pooling or anything? Um, is classy know, that way? I know some people have done that, but um, I don't know. I, I don't like think it. it's. I don't, 
My swatch really is appealing, but I yeah. have, of course it's not huge yet. Yeah. I've got to try another needle size before I can finish washing off the. the what swatch. size are you anticipating it being? Um, this is like the. What's the pattern? <laughs> like the I guess it would be like the one X size, maybe the forty nine point five bust. So, oh. cool. Well, that'd be fine. Right. Yeah. So this was kind of my year for you know working out the sweater issues like last year with socks. So well, this one would be really yeah. pretty though the color and stuff and it'll be really wearable. Are you gonna do full sleeves or? Um, I haven't decided on that yet. I probably not. I probably will do the three quarter. I haven't. I just haven't decided if that would look good on me or not. I just can't it's... decide stuff like that and the hay teach where it's just buttoned like right at the bust or right under the bust or whatever. Well, the or hay, the, the, top the hay even. teach actually goes all the way down. It does button my, all the way my down. My first one I did the just the top, so I it was see. loose. But the pattern actually calls for it to be written all the way down. The the thing is with the February lady sweater, and I know I'm late to the bandwagon on this, <laughs> but it's like every time. I look at the pattern. I'm like, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'll like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's cute, but it's like, it's not me. I don't think I'm gonna like That's it. That's what I think. And then I see people wearing it, and mm -hmm. I go, that is so cute. Uh huh. It's like, okay, I really want one. But I finally figured out, it's like, what the problem is. It's the garter stitch. So I actually think I'm gonna do the top and seed stitch. Oh well, that'll be a pain. But it'll be a pain. But I just because I don't think I would like it wearing the garter stitch. Yeah, and they just, say that usually garter stitches kind of like. You can't really, it's not as wearable, like bulky, you know, bulky yeah. yarn's not wearable either. And garter stitch in a worsted weight is probably also going to be kind of funny. don't like the look of it, though. I like the look of yeah. garter stitch sometimes. Just depends on what it is. Not in a sweater. Yeah. yeah. Not in a whole sweater, anyway. Maybe, like, the edging a or, A trim you know. or something. Yeah, that would be okay. But anyway. Yeah. Cool. So, that's that's my plan. Sweet. Well, that sounds like fun. I I don't know. I can't decide if I want to get on the FLS. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like FLS. I wanted to say FLB for some reason. FLS uh, bandwagon yet because um, I just don't know if it'll look good on me. So you make it and then let's see how to look. Okay. How's that sound? We'll see how that works. Okay. Well, how about you? For me, <laughs> if you haven't already noticed, I can only knit these stupid bag stopper things. <laughs> I know. You want to make me a couple? Because <laughs> I get bored with them. I have uh, an everlasting bag stopper inside the everlasting bag stopper that I did last time. And um, I knit this one. This is my third one, but um, obviously no one else can see but you. The one that's on the table here. And I'm working on my fourth one. And out of the same exact yarn. Out of the same yarn. However, on this one, um, this was towards the end of a cone. I bought a cone. Oh, and so I okay. knit three, all the same color. So is that sugar and cream or peaches and yeah, cream? Yeah, peaches and cream. And I had oh, a cone. I like that. And I put the bot. I used a different color for the bottom. And if you've looked at the peaches and cream, it's kind of like I call it like the organic colors because it's like olive green and brown. That's and, really cool. I and like cream. that. Well, okay, I'm, I might make another one. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> And the other thing is, look how much yarn I have left to finish the handle. <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm not going to quite make it. So I have like maybe an arm's length here, like if I held both That's arms out. Me. So what I'm thinking is that even though I don't have any more of the same of the color, I, I'll just buy another ball of that, rip it back to the edge here. Yeah. And use that, you know, go back, finish knitting the bag using all the yarn that I have left over, and then I'm going to do the top and the handle in this um, extra color. So it'll just be a bicolor bag, 
but um, yeah. kind of gives it a little something extra. Yeah, I'm not seeing that. Um, this colorway before colorway of theirs. So you yeah. like finding at Walmart or Hobby Lobby? Um, I found these at Walmart, okay. and I've actually knit a bunch of um, dishcloths for my kitchen out of this, and so I had some left over, which is why I knit on the bottom of it. I am about to get um, dishcloth crazy. If, really, if people start following um, my revelry, because I'm headed up to that school that I go to in July, mm-hmm. um, mid July, and so I will be. Spending a week in classes at Notre Dame. Yeah. And I found last year that, um, I mean, it was nice because that was the first year that I actually took my knitting with me into the classroom. And it was like, it made the days go by so much faster. Yeah. And I just figured, you know what? You know how many dishcloths I can crank out five days, eight hours a yeah, day? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, have you that's seen, my plan. Have you seen Chris Knits um, no. stuff? I'll have to look no. it up here real quick while we're talking. Um, okay, this is where Kate gets distracted and we have outtakes. <laughs> That's exactly right. And <laughs> it's like, ooh, something shiny. <laughs> I'm definitely like that. I am so the, I'm so, oh, I'm the so. Dory of the group here. Um, <laughs> for those of you. Just keep knitting, just yeah. keep knitting, just keep knitting. <laughs> I say that sometimes too. Okay, oh, Chris. What a, what a pretty border she has on her website. So Chris Knits, I've been following her on Twitter too, um, because she has a bunch of, um, look at this right here. She does these little packages of dishcloths, like the I Heart hey. Mom dishcloth. These are like, she just put out a set of patterns for the Patriot dishcloths, and these have like um, USA and flags and an eagle and stuff like that. It's just the St. Patrick's Day one, which is a free pattern. Um, but here's what I'm thinking along your dishcloth um, idea is that she has two sets of Christmas dishcloths where you could just use green and red yarn and then um, they would be great Christmas presents. See, here's the summer ones. Um, well, the problem this? is you don't use, I mean, you use the dishcloths year-round, so I don't yeah. necessarily want Christmas colors. Well, I was thinking more for me to give as gifts for other people because, yeah. um, like you, because they even have like baby ones and stuff too, and her patterns are reasonable, which is what I like. They're only like two or three dollars or something sorry if i'm misspeaking but most of them are really inexpensive and she has a um, a couple of other sets for for them but well my plan is i mean i am doing a lot of dish cloths for christmas mm-hmm. um but you want people to use them year-round right the, yeah and and actually last year i made some um i guess i made some for my dad and, you know, and, and that's exactly why I did those. Like, I made, like, three or four of them, and then I just, like, tied them up with a ribbon and didn't mm-hmm. even really wrap them. You know, and so that was kind of cool. But then my niece and my nephew's wife were both like, ooh, will you make us some? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, maybe for next Christmas. So, you know, I'll probably do, like, you know, three or four a piece for them. But um, actually, my, my niece, I'm so very sad. She has just moved to Charleston, South Carolina, because um, mm-hmm. her husband is in the Air Force, and that's um, where they, they're first stationed. Aww. And so it's like, I don't have a niece or nephew here in town anymore. And, Aww. you know, so I don't even know if I'll get to see her at Christmas. But I, I um, she got a BlackBerry, and so I was Woo-hoo! showing her how to use it and showing her how to do the messenger. So she every so often I get these random messages <laughs> from her, which is nice. Um, and so I messaged her, I'm like, okay, so are you settled in your new house? And if you are, and, you know, it's like... If, you know, someone were to be knitting you dishcloths to match your kitchen, 
um, what, you know, colors would you like, you know, not that I know anyone who would do that, but I'll be happy to pass it along to Santa. <laughs> so she's like laughing and she's like, well, I'm still doing like the, the, like a chili pepper kind of thing. Oh. So I thought I would try and find, you know, I'm sure there's a chili pepper, yeah. you know, a pattern out there. And then she also, she loves, um, moose. So I oh. made I made the moose dishcloth once before, and I'd given that away. It's like, well, I'll make her another. I'll make her a moose dishcloth too. She'll like that. That would be fun. Um, Some moose and chili peppers for her. She doesn't listen to the podcast, so it's okay. <laughs> and then um, for my for my nephew's wife, I'll, I'll have to get my sister's inside scoop um, to tell me what she would like. And then I actually found a Shih Tzu dishcloth that um, really? Lou Lou did it. Oh, um, our Ariel, of course. Ariel Luria. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I bookmarked that pattern because my mother-in-law raises um, Shih Tzu's. And so, that's a good one. I, you know, so I thought, well, you know, I'll make her a little batch, too, because, you know, that's not, you know, too much. So Yeah, they're yeah. nice little Christmas gifts if you give someone a stack of them. I think that um, Chris Nitz might have, like, a Four Seasons one where they're, like, all different, um, you know, there's one that has, like, trees and leaves and one has, like, a snow scene or something. They're just basically garter stitch um, scenes so yeah. that you're, you know, you're knitting and purling and not doing much else. So yeah. that's pretty nice. I don't know. I kind of like the four leaf clover ones. And so uh, I'm thinking about knitting some of those for myself. We'll see. Yeah. For St. Patrick's Day being your favorite holiday. Yes, of course. <clears throat> so, um, okay. Other than that, as far as all this, uh, knitting that we're doing, I, uh, decided to start this sweater that I'm knitting for, um, Susan of Greencroft Farms. And it's kind of my sheep to sweater project in a way because this yarn is from her sheep. Oh, awesome. And I love the way it feels, like the way it's knitting up. Um, the yarn is from her sheep. She hasn't really named it, but it's a worsted weight. And I'm doing um, a what I'm calling the Central Park Hoodie Hybrid because I'm using the cable charts from the Central Park Hoodie. And I'm going to do the back and the front similar so that um, you know you have the double cables down the front and the back as well. Um, it's really pretty. It's it's yeah. like a, a dark natural um, color of wool, and which which I really like. And it's yeah. um, it would it would probably be really too warm for me, but I yeah, mean, it's gonna be a nice warm. It's it's almost got like the the Aaron Fisherman yeah. feel to it. And she said sweaters. what she really wanted was a pullover. I offered mm-hmm. to do a cardigan or whatever. And she said, I just want you to make me like a kind of biggish pullover where when I go out to uh, feed the sheep in the morning or if I'm up all night in the barn with the babies or something that I can just put it on over whatever I have on, whether it's a nightgown or whatever, and go outside. It can withstand the rain, keep her warm, et cetera, et cetera. So I figured if I start it now, and I have almost the whole sleeve done, I have like about three more inches of straight knitting before it's done, and she's smaller than I am, um, so I just figured if I make it a little bit big for me, then it would probably be, you know, yeah. just right so for her. So she really does want, like, the uh, the fisherman, yeah, you know, sweater. Exactly. Except it'll be the shepherd sweater. Shepherd sweater. There you go. <laughs> yeah. We have a whole new genre of it. knitting here. So I'm cool. using um, Easy's book, Knitting Without Tears, to uh, to kind of concoct the sweater and the round thing. And then I'm just throwing in the cables as we go along. And I, the more I work with the yarn, the more I like it. At first I thought it was itchy when it was all skeined up, mm-hmm. but you can still feel a little bit of the oil from lanolin. the, yeah, yeah. The, the lanolin in there from the sheep. So it's really, really nice. So very cool. All right. So that's about all that we have kind of working on right now. I so, think so. Yeah. So stay with us and we'll be right back 
with our really cool and exciting Edward Scissorhands section. <laughs> <laughs> forgot something on the projects that you were working on because I've been kind of following your little tweets and <laughs> and all your updates and um, I think you like chopped up a sweater that you knit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I learned a new technique which is called steaking. She's very brave. I'm very brave. I But I practiced kind of on a sweater that my daughter did not really want to wear anyway. So, Which is so um, sad that she didn't want to wear it. But yeah, okay, she maybe just, she'll wear this one now. She doesn't like to wear coats and jackets and stuff. She's like that kid who you put the jacket on. She's like me. Yeah, as soon as they get in the car, the jacket's off. And then she gets out of the car and she's like, I really don't want to wear my jacket. And I'm like, it's freezing outside. Put something on. So anyway, it's a constant fight. So I thought maybe if it was a cardigan, she might slip it on a little bit easier, especially since she was outgrowing her other like zipper jacket. So anyway, that's a good idea so, to repurpose a, yeah. a garment. So, um, so we thought we would talk a little bit on this episode about steaking, which yeah. I think is probably the most feared technique of the knitter's face. And, um, Basically, just a, a quick overview of what is steaking. It's intentionally cutting your knitted fabric. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we said that right. <laughs> yes. So um, what uh, we were looking around the internet, and I thought it was kind of amusing to see what knitters usually say about steaking. And so um, I was telling Tammy, as I was reading some of the comments on one of the things, it's, they usually say, are you nuts? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. Or... I could never do that, or you're really making me sick to my stomach watching you cut up your fair aisle knitting, and mm-hmm. that you spent how many hours, yeah, you know, pouring over, and it was tedious. And-, and when I was looking up some of the notes for our podcast today, I came across a woman who um, had had knit an entire fair aisle blanket. And she steaked it, too. And all the comments there were just absolutely... She's, everybody thought she was insane. They're like, I can't believe you are cutting that. <laughs> but but well, what were you going to do with the big tube? Exactly. No, I mean, a but isn't that in the new Mason-Dixon book? Hmm, the, I new, the newer one. I think that's, there's a fair aisle rug. Oh, and you um, knit it in the round. Yeah, that's nice. knit in the round. And, right. and so it's kind of like a, a practice, good first project for steaking. Although I can't imagine... Doing Fair Isle as you know my first steaking. Yeah. Even that's a little scary to me too. So oh. we kind of thought like, why would people steak? I mean, why? What, what, why would you cut your knitting? Yeah, and we just kind of mentioned a few things about yeah. um, turning tubes into stuff in the round. Yeah. So so you can if you have um, something that's supposed to be flat, you can knit it. You can convert the pattern to in the round, which um, yeah. you know works really well well for Fair Isle. So you're not changing. Directions. It's practically impossible to knit Fair Isle um, flat anyway. Right. Um, you know, so if you just, if you don't like knitting flat, you don't like purling. <laughs> yeah, or if you like, um, like I did, you have a sweater and you want to turn it into a cardigan. And one of the things I was thinking is if you wanted to do a really pretty, um, what is that sweater, the bo- Boha sweater? Oh, the, yeah, the Bohus. Yeah, that, that have a lot of Fair Isle and the yoke and stuff that you probably want to knit it in the round. And then... Um, yeah. 
definitely cut it to make it a cardigan. I can't remember. The Kauni cardigan might be Maybe it is as too. well. I, I have the yarn for it, but I haven't really looked at the pattern. Uh, I was kind of wondering about <laughs> I, that one, too. I just admire it. <laughs> just hold it up and look and at it. Oh, pretty. That's nice. And look, <laughs> these are all the same, but they look completely different. <laughs> I think I think it's more of the fact that um, I'm going to have to go through and, like, match up the yarn oh, repeats. yeah. That that, and, and rewind it. That, um, you know, is one of the reasons I haven't really considered starting that one yet. So, well, um, one of the other things that I've seen a lot of people do is um, cutting V-necks so that, um, you know, I basically, um, when you're knitting, you add some extra stitches as you, um, as you go up, you're like increasing for the chest area so that you can get up, so that you'll have room to cut your V-neck out and it'll just split right open and then you can just go back and finish the edge however you want to. So that's one of the, re one of the ways that you want to do that too. And then also... Um I forget what style the sweater is, but because um, it's not raglan, but the sleeves, like you basically knit the body of the sweater in a tube and then you yeah. cut the holes and sew the sleeves in. Yeah, I think it's any kind of like bohas or drop shoulder type um, okay. sweater. Maybe that's it, the drop shoulder. Yeah, where mm -hmm. you knit the whole thing in the round and then when you get up to, um, you just keep knitting and then you just add extra stitches uh, for the underarms and then you can cut it and add your pick up stitches for your sleeves so pretty much seamless this is for people who are seamless you know oh. so except you do have to do some sort of sewing yeah you do have to you do don't a little completely bit of sewing. get to avoid it so so how did you go about um sticking the this was the drive-through cardigan yeah this is the drive-through cardigan which if it's you buy the sweater uh, by wendy bernard right i think and um, when you buy the pattern, there's two ways to do it. There's the round version, which I did, and then um, there's the cardigan version. And I didn't really want to do the cardigan version, even though it's way cute, because um, oddly enough, I just didn't want to knit it back and forth. I just wanted to knit in the round and make it a quick sweater. And um, so it's funny that I ended up sticking it, and it's going to end up being the cardigan after all, right? <laughs> You know, um, so basically what I did was I followed a tutorial, which we're going to put a bunch of links out there to some of the stuff we use and some of the stuff we recommend. Um, I followed a tutorial that And when said, Kate says we, she means her because <laughs> um, I am not involved in this right now. But you will be. I will be I'll eventually. You'll be speaking before you know it. So um, one of the things that I, what you have to do is um, reinforce your sweater and your stitches before you sew, I mean before you cut. And well, there's several ways to do that. One of the ways is to sew either with the machine or by hand. And so I did it by hand. I just got out um, a needle and some thread. And you basically um, backstitch over the whole thing and uh, fasten down the stitches. And it's expected to unravel all the way up until this next stitch where you can go through and trim it if you wanted to. So um, you find the middle stitch is what I did. And um, normally you should plan this before you just start cutting, you know, and hopefully it won't, you know, I'm not sure that mine's going to unravel. I'm not really sure yet. So you just kind of went in through the stitches, looped and looped mm -hmm. and looped and looped and worked your way up. Yep. That's I, when you call that back stitching. Yeah. And I um, found, I would do like two stitches at a time or three stitches at a time and then go back over two of them and then gotcha. go back up three and go back over two of them to kind of do yeah. the back stitch. And I did that all the way up to the top. And then I did the other side, and then once I was done with that, I could just cut. And I just put my scissor under each little um, handlebar thing, you know, in between the stitches, and cut 
each one at a time as I went up to make sure that I was uh, getting a nice cut. So oh, so just the just the bars. Yeah, you okay. just cut the little bars so, on your bees. And if you've you know followed any of like the seaming tutorials and stuff, you'll know that um, like when you're trying to seam. Um, two different directions you're going to pick up the bars mm -hmm. on, on the one side so yeah. okay it's a rose colored sweater but you've used orange thread did you do, yep. do that so you could see it nope. and it would stand out or that's just what yeah. you had and you were hoping it wouldn't show after mm -hmm. you were done no all of the directions that i have read had said that you should use a contrasting color so that you could see what you're doing because okay. when you're done when you sew it you have to go back and do some more finishing to it and you can see here that it's kind of come unraveled from itself, you know, that it's coming unraveled. And if I just go back and trim this stuff up, there's like frayed edges. If I just go down and trim it, it'll be kind of neat. Right. But I'm going to go back and I haven't decided if I should just put an I-cord on it and do like a little I-cord tie in the front because she's not going to oh, ever... be cute. <clears throat> she's not really going to ever button it anyway. Right. I mean, the buttons would look cute, but she won't button it, so... Yeah. Um, so the I-cord might be a good idea or, um, you know, I-cord and then put a zipper in it so that you could yeah. close the I-cord up that way. So I have some thoughts on that, but I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with it yet. But that's the idea is that once you've um, sewn it and uh, hand or machine, you're probably going to have to, you're not going to have a clean enough edge to just leave it and start wearing it. You're going to have to go back and do something else. Now, that brings me to some of our other techniques that we, I was reading about and talking about um, that I was telling you on the phone that I wanted to learn the crochet method. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I know. She's no, going to see crochet. Yeah. And I found a great um, tutorial online um, for doing this. And one of the things that I noticed when you're done with it is that you end up with a nice clean edge. And I'm going to show you this picture here. Um, where, and she obviously used a contrasting yarn to show you what she was doing very much the way that I did, but um, if you if you have like a ferrule blanket, for instance, and you're going to be cutting it, that the crochet method might be the easiest or the best because you stick your, your hook through um, some stitches and you pull through a new piece of yarn. And as you do that all you're the way doing this up, before or after you cut? After, okay. uh, before you cut, sorry. See how um, in this tutorial she went through and she um, picked up stitches all along the edge of on either side of where she was going to cut and then once she had the yarn um, the crocheted edge basically all all the way up the side she went and did the other side and then you cut in between it okay well that and that makes sense because it's it almost looks like it's a it's a zipper and you're just going to like cut where the zipper would be opening exactly so. and so this way that um this way interesting not only did you reinforce the edge but you also used a, a nice little crochet single crochet border so you can then go back and do something else with it if you want to like you know add an eye cord or whatever you're going to do or zip it up or you, if it's a blanket, then it's pretty much done. Yeah. The edging is just done. Okay, so. folks, you heard it here first. There are acceptable times to use crochet. <laughs> <laughs> She's saying something. <laughs> you hear that? And and if you, when we, we're going to link to this tutorial too. But you, you'll be able to see that the edges are nice and clean uh, once it's been cut. You know, there's no um, excess raveling yeah. or anything. It can just be done as it is. Yeah, provided you want a blue border on your white. <laughs> so, anyway. 
Um, I also read that there was a crochet method. And that's um, what we were just talking about. I mean, not crochet method. I'm sorry. A Kate's um, distracted. Kate's distracted. I was looking for it, but now I can't find it again. It's called a cross stitch method, and I don't know what that is, other than maybe using a tapestry needle and um, like a tapestry needle, like a tapestry needle mm-hmm. or embroidery needle or something, and embroidery yeah. thread to go back over. It. Interesting. So we'll have to look up that one. That was one the blanket that I was telling you about. Cross stitch steaks. So we'll look that up. So it probably have an interesting, you know, kind of texture to add to the edges then. Yeah. I'm not I'll have to look and see because um, where I found that at and then go back and put it. But I am interested because that's one of the lesser known ones, right? Uh, I never heard of it. Yeah, I've always heard you either need to reinforce it by sewing with a machine or reinforce it with, uh, or by hand, or using the crochet hook to go up the side. So, very cool. Well, unlike every other podcast, um, when you are getting ready to um, cut, we do not recommend combining alcohol um, with your project to calm your nerves. (laughs) No, we are very different in that aspect. Although you may be pretty nervous about what you're about to do, you know. You should definitely just slow down and think about what you're going to do with your edges whenever you're done before you start cutting. So that's something that we were also going to talk about. Yeah. So um, I had a question too because I was after I got on the steaking thing. It's like, what can I? What else can I cut? What else can I? What <laughs> so do I have to like cut everything? Stay away from Kate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, walk up to you and just start cutting your sweater up the up the front. Maybe I don't know. Um, and I asked um, my husband if his cobblestone sweater would be more wearable to him if it were a cardigan. And I went and looked and there were a bunch of people who made it a cardigan to begin with. And now, um, and I think it looks great, especially with a zipper in it because Mm -hmm. you can put it over your shirt, zip it up halfway, whatever, go to work, take it off, never wear it again until you go back outside, you know? So it's kind of, I think it would be really nice to do and he would probably wear it a lot more. However, I'm not really sure what to do with the edges of it. Yeah. Because all the ones that I saw, the people had like um, five or six um, garter stitch edges on either side of their zipper. And I can't go back and put that in now. And I can't really just use ribbing because the whole thing is garter stitch on the yoke and garter stitch at the bottom and up the sides, really. So so you really can't pick up stitches. Yeah, to, you can't. do like... Not bands that like you normally would. No, I was wondering mm-hmm. if there was some sort of magical provisional cast on way, <laughs> yeah, that you could go through and do this. But I don't know. My other option was an I cord, but again, yeah. I'm not really sure that that would work either. I mean, I like the I cord look, you know, that hides zippers. I really do. Yeah. Um, but. You know, is that manly enough? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was also wondering if you could do an invisible zipper into it, but it might not look that great either. So, yeah, it's really this one's a tough one. I don't one. know. I don't know. What do you What do you guys think? Um, help Kate out. Yes, yeah. send us some comments, emails, and stuff. Give her some suggestions. Yeah, I definitely um, need some help on that. I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I need to. I guess I need to look at the sweater again too. And, and see what I can come up with. And maybe not be so tired. And I'm sitting here like trying not to yawn. You know. Yeah. And, and it's the middle of the day. It's not even late night like normal when we're podcasting. <laughs> maybe that's, that's, that's what's so weird. We should have had a nap first, yeah. I guess, huh? Definitely needed one. So 
So yeah, um, I guess that is something it's like you really need to to be considering if you're sticking after the fact, um, mm-hmm. you know, how are you going to handle your edges and, you know, what, what purpose? So, you know, definitely. I think mm-hmm. that, um, in most cases you're probably going to want to plan your steaks ahead of time, in which case, you know, you'll either, um, you'll either give way for picking up stitches and knitting like a button band or mm-hmm. an I-cord border or something like that, or you'll, um, you'll just make your button band as you go and just plan to, to cut and that'll be it. You know, you'll just put the zipper in after that. So those are some things to think about with the edging after you've cut it and you're done with it. So there you go. Cool. So probably it would be a really good suggestion to, um, first practice on something that you don't care if you ruin. Yep. And I was talking to Tammy about this too, saying that you could always go down to like a children's store or Goodwill or Salvation Army or something like that and pick up a sweater that's similar to the one that I knit and cut it, you know, just take it home and cut it. Just make sure maybe it's worsted weight and has some stitch definition so that you can pick up and see what you're doing. Yeah. I kind of wonder if you can machine sew it, you know, is that, you you think that's easier than anything else? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not really a sewer, even though I have a sewing machine, <laughs> and um, it's probably something to, to talk to my um, family and consumer sciences um, teacher friend <laughs> um, about as far as, because there's all the different programs on the machine, so I mean, rather yeah. than just the straight, like, you know... Because there's a backstitch like setting, there's isn't a backstitch. There, mm-hmm. I mean, there's whip stitch. There's you know, there's different kinds of like the little, the hemming like on your jeans where it does a little you know Ooh, X zigzag. in the line. Yeah, nice. and it's got a zigzag. So I mean, I wonder you know really which one you know would work best. And someone's probably you know already talked about this, but yeah. we'll have to look that up too. See, we're we're learning along with you. Yes. So don't be afraid we, to. We learn don't know things. everything. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell our husbands that. Oh no, no, not at all. Um, one of the other things that I can say as far as uh, tips is to watch some of the tutorials. There are several YouTube videos. Um, my favorite ones are the ones that uh, Kelly Petkin, who is the um, owner-operator, CEO, I guess. Nitpicks. Yeah, of Nitpicks. And she has several um, step-by-step things that she's done about steaking. And she's got, um, there's links to other tutorials, but she is very good about slowing it down, explaining to you why you're doing it, what you're going to do, how you can do it, and very different methods. So I recommend those, and we'll definitely put them on the show notes. Yeah, and and just actually, just to plug Kelly here for a minute, too, um, I've I've been trying to catch up on her podcast, Mm -hmm. because it's another one I listen to, and and if you've not listened to hers, um, and you start at the beginning... Um, bear with her because she gets much, much better. But I was listening this morning. I can't remember what the episode was now. It's like, it might have been like converting the flat knitting to knitting in the round one mm-hmm. or thing. But I just, I was, it just struck me on how thorough she is. I learned so much yeah. techniques from, um, and information from her podcast. And hers is another very clean one. So I have no yeah. problem, you know, recommending that oh, one yeah. as well. Yeah. I tend to plug Kelly mm-hmm. Petkin's podcast mm-hmm. on here. That's a tongue twister isn't it on here as well because it is clean and you do learn a lot i have one that i keep on my blackberry where um she talks about ease like how to knit for your size and how to calculate ease because 
I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. And she actually does have a podcast that was just like a couple of months ago about speaking. So you might mm-hmm. want to take a look at that one too because she does talk about it. But it's really hard to visualize because she's talking about um, speaking like a V-neck and she starts talking about adding the increases and stuff. And then I so get lost because <laughs> I need the visual. But I think that... I think um, you just you need to be doing it at the same time. Yeah. and But that's good because she does it a lot and she has, she's an excellent knitter. She does a lot of different things. Um, knits these extravagant cable cardigans and then you know zip 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 right up the top of them okay just a little thread jack here do you think she ever knits with anything other than knit picks yarn because she never talks dun, about dun, it dun. she never talks about it which well, i don't which i don't blame her but i'm like okay come on kelly don't, you know, <laughs> you're missing out on so much stuff and, and mushy. I, and I know and, and i know she's going to the sock summit because yeah. she just talked about that and taking classes up there and i'm like how can she not you know, buy stuff at that market. Yes. Well, I think that I have indeed heard her talking about spinning and talking about knitting with other people's hand spun yarns, like sock yarns and things okay, like that. Okay, but hand spun's so, a whole different category yeah. too. Yeah, I just you know, I just wonder if she like, you know, has a secret stash of <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> She has a whole nother podcast and a whole yeah. other identity out there too. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that could be possible. Okay. okay, so maybe we're getting a little slap happy again from our being tired I and just everything. I always wondered that though. Yeah. Well anyway, um we are gonna link a couple other tutorials on here. One that I do wanna mention, um and it's, we're starting to get to the point where it's almost like an obligatory uh, mention of Wendy Johnson because you said it earlier. We said it. I'm saying it again. We talk about we're name dropping Wendy Johnson. She's a wonderful person and we love her. But I want to say that um, a while back on Nitty.com, she did a. Um, you want me to cut what? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and it's um, Norwegian sticking technique in which she has knit a beautiful Norwegian um, sweater, and it has, I think, I always think of Nordic sweaters mm-hmm. because, you know, whatever, because it's got, like, the little trees and the little right. moose or whatever on it. Okay. So, anyway, uh, she uses a machine, and I believe that she does the armholes and not the front. I don't think she does down the front. She does the armholes. So, and then teaches you how to set the sleeve in after the fact. So, there you go. Is this the, um, does it say, is that the Baby Norgi sweater? Because she's actually got a free pattern on her website for, um, baby it's, it's a child sweater. Um, um, not really. She so, doesn't say if that's what it is. Okay, but I bet it does the same thing. I mean, yeah. that, that would be a good practice piece, you know, if you yeah. have a small person to knit for yeah exactly or you know i mean what would it hurt oh, if what you a cute picture of her. i know isn't yeah. that i thought that too this is from 2003 that's that's old but no oh, she looks just the same her hair color is a little bit darker so she, anyway she's um she has this one is about setting in the sleeve so it's different from those who are wanting to cut for cardigans however the the uh reinforcing and the methods are going to be the same so air conditioners kicking on in here wow that was loud pretty loud so anyway well i guess on that note we'll wrap this up and if you would like stay with us for knitting from the word
people talking about cutting our knitting today definitely seem crazy, scary, or both. We spent so much time creating something we loved, and then in a sense, it almost seems like we were going to ruin it. But sometimes, we make those necessary changes because we love the garment and we want it to be better. In Kate's case, the pullover sweater she knit was essentially useless. It wasn't being worn, and you know, not for its original purpose. But by cutting away some of the fabric and turning it into a cardigan, she's revived the garment and made it a valuable part of her daughter's wardrobe. Sometimes, God cuts things out of our lives, and it can hurt or be confusing. We don't understand why he's taking something seemingly good away from us. It's not his intention to cause us pain, but he is our creator, our father, and sometimes his cuts are the discipline that we need in our lives to live up to a higher calling. He cuts away sin, temptations, and other instances of wrongdoing in our lives, and he does so because he loves us and wants us to fellowship with him. He works in us to take away those things that keep us from him. In John 15, 1-9, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is, my, this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. We may not like being disciplined or pruned, so to speak, but it's definitely God's way of showing us how much he loves us and how much he values us. And like an old sweater, he could have chosen to toss us aside, but instead he works to salvage us to do his will. Thank you, Tammy, for that wonderful devotion. And I would like to take this opportunity to close us in prayer. Father God, we just praise your name right now. We lift you up for all that you have done and everything that you are. We know that everything we have is given to us through you, Father, including this podcast, which is why we always uh, want to dedicate it to you and glorify your name through this podcast. Father, we've had lots of uh, physical needs and emotional needs that were brought to us, and we have both been praying to you um, for these needs, and we would just like to, again, Father, just ask you to come into the lives of these people who are struggling right now and make your presence known and just give them a peace when they start to struggle just help them to come back to that place of peace father where they can know that they are safe in your arms and that everything is for your will and your purpose and everything that we do and everything that happens whether it is good or bad is a blessing from you even though our human minds cannot always understand it 
God, we just ask right now that you will continue to um, lift us up and encourage us in this podcast. And um, we thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to so many people and for the wonderful craft of knitting that has brought us all together. We ask this all in your wonderful, glorious name. Amen. Circus the light.